I just looked in my notes and I have a note from July 31st, 2017. Jesus Christ. All it says is possible posts. Oh, okay. And when I open it, it is a list of 18 things followed by empty spaces and then a number 28. I have not read these. In a minute. Yeah, you started this thing back in 2017. Possible posts. At 12.52 a.m. is when I wrote this. So I was feeling some type of way. <sighs> yep. Number one. Crazy to me that people do fancy haircuts for kids. Why does little Jorge need that fade with the Goku design on the side? Because they flex it. <laughs> because they fool. Look at my son. Huh? Uh-huh. He fucking hates that hair. Yeah, I think most of it comes <laughs> down to like parents just treating their child as ex- like as an accessory. However, I did have a student whose father was a hairdresser. So it was an excuse to like practice new designs. So he'd come oh, I mean, like sure. every three weeks with Maybe like a new... Maybe let me fuck my son up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded inappropriate. Number two. Mm-hmm. Want to know something that bothers me a lot that shouldn't? Yeah. The entire situation of saying bless you to people. Wow, I didn't realize you've been holding on to that for this long. Number three. And I honestly mean, I don't like to say bless you to people. Who am I to bless anyone? Not worthy, that's for damn sure. (laughs) Four. Know what's worse than the expectation that someone will say bless you to someone? When people say bless you to me. You don't mind it when I say it. Number five. Okay. When someone (laughs) says bless you to me, it then puts this burden on me to say thank you. And I didn't ask for this. Now I'm going to be rude because you put me in a situation I never wanted. Please tell me the bless you thing's going to stop soon. This is at 12.52 a.m. Oh, my God. (laughs) Almost one o'clock. I I am like five hours deep into my sleep cycle. Number six. It's even worse when people pretty much yell bless you from some other room or from a distance. I don't even say hi to people I know if they're further than arm's reach from me. Now I have to yell thanks? Number seven, I once sneezed in an empty hall, and, oh I heard, and I heard some disembodied voice say, bless you. First thought, have the spirits found me. <laughs> Second, I really don't want to say thank you. Number eight, oh boy, Eddie, you've talked about how you hate something that most people consider good manners for way too many posts. All right, I'll wrap this up. Thank you. Number nine, in summation. Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, when, when I tell you that little things bother me, number nine, in summation, if I don't say bless you when you sneeze near me, I'm sorry. I don't do that, and I'm weird. If you say bless you to me when I sneeze, I will complain in my head as to why you've cursed me, then say thank you because I give in to society and want to be seen as being nice. Well, that was a lot. Honestly, I do still sort of feel this way. No, you, you literally complain about this. At least three times a year to me, exclusively mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I get to hear this little mini rant. What well, are you going to do to get over like it? it? Just complain for the oh rest my of my God. life. I mean, what else am I going to do? I'm I can't. Put it on, I'm going to put it on your tombstone. No blessings <laughs> for you. Say gesundheit, you piece of garbage. That's a, but doesn't it translate to like good health or something? I don't fucking know. I, listen, it's a false blessing to begin with. Do we still believe that our spirits are coming out of our body? No. So why do we keep saying this? Also, definitely hate when people sneeze and go like, oh, bless me. I hate, if okay, I do hate that. <laughs> you don't get to bless yourself. Yeah, and also. That's not how it works. Yeah. Why? Why? What, what is going to happen? I say, excuse me. 
Oh, I don't do that. Oh, well. Mm. Was it my fault that I sneezed? Yes. No. It's your body's fault. Your That's not my fault, though. Body. If I had the choice, I would not be sneezing right now. I will not apologize for nature cursing me with this burden. Okay, correction. I only say excuse me if it's really loud for some reason. Like sometimes they get, they just get you. When you and choose you to be loud, your dad sneeze. Yeah, my dad sneeze comes out, and I'm like, oh my god. Ah, I Think someone's father just passed away down the street. <laughs> yeah. Definitely also hate. If we're just going to complain about sneezing. I fucking hate, like I said in my post in 2017 at 1 a.m., I hate when I'll be sitting like in a hallway and I'll sneeze. And then from some random room, I'll hear, bless you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking yell. Oh, thanks. (laughs) You know, because I don't know where this is coming from. No, I I always just shout it back into the ether. No, I don't like that because I don't like yelling. I'm weird. You just yelled. Yeah, because I'm in my house, in oh, my room. Okay. okay. In public, me. you don't like in yelling. In public, I don't okay. like yelling. That's why I was saying in my post, if I see someone that I know, if they're not like right next to me to where I can be like, oh, what up, dog? I'm not making any effort. I will lock eyes with you and be like, deuces, and then just leave. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm not going to be the person. Let me give you the uh, anxiety reason for it. I'm not going to be the person that's like, Hey, yo, what up, dog? And then no one answers. And then you just look like... <laughs> oh, so this goes to you not wanting to be embarrassed. And then you look like an absolute moron. Okay. Just there, like, there, there it is, people. Arms up. There he is. Ready to dap your man the up. The fear. And then they just walk off. Oh, have, you've seen that, though. Oh, What's I've that? experienced it. Oh, I'm sure you have. <laughs> That's so mean to say. No, but you're you're the type of person that goes out of their way to say hi to people. I do. See, so I'm sure you have. I'm not. And I'm a Sag. You're a selective Sag, though. Ooh. That's either a good name for a cologne or a good strain of weed. Oh, I was thinking like, um, you know what? I wasn't thinking at all, I guess. Well, well tell me what happened <laughs> with your little saying hi to someone from far away and it didn't happen. Oh, it's happened so many times. I don't remember. <laughs> But the most humiliating thing that I think happens on oh, film, no. Oh, no. which is where you're looking at somebody, you, oh, you no. kind of know who they are, oh, Lord. and then they, they, hit, they hit you with the wave, <laughs> but it's actually they're waving to the person behind you, and you wave back like a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then There's the, never a more humbling moment than that. And then the person behind you walks up to them, and they say what up, and they both look at you like, no. What the fuck is this? Mm. <laughs> that's, so, that's so good, man. I'm fine. Meanwhile, inside just I'm just arrows, killing myself repeatedly. The heart. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. See? Don't want that to happen to me. Yeah. I think it's maybe happened to me once in my life because the person was just like staring daggers into me. And I was like, there's no way this person is saying hi to anyone else. I don't know this person, but I guess I'm just going to do it to be like, what? Mm-hmm. So I threw my hand up to be like, hey, and of course, at that same moment, then someone like turns the corner. I'm like, how did you see this person coming a mile away? I have no idea. Let me say one last thing mm-hmm. because you got my mind on it. Yeah. Did I ever tell you my name that I've had selected for a weed strain? Should I ever in some fucking world make my own strain of weed? I think you've told me, but you haven't told the audience. So please share. Okay, I got two names. I know both of them. Did you? I think I do. Okay. My number two one, which is like a serious one. Yes. 
called Satan's Silk. Yes, I do like that one. That sounds scary. Alliteration. Please tell Smooth. me. Please tell me it's an indica. Oh yeah. Yeah, because you're yeah. you're into bed mm-hmm. instead of into couch. And then my favorite one. I already know it. Because it just, you know, and and I say that it's not a serious name, but I think it's a great name. I really do. Mm-hmm. It's called Wet Dream. Yep, there it is. <laughs> you you're telling me you don't want a wet dream? Everyone loves a wet dream. It's just like an amazing. It's an it's an indica, but it hits you only below the belt. Oh my god! And you're just like, man, up top I'm good, I'm functioning, and down bottom, boy, I'll be jizzing. Oh my god! <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> okay. I be jizzing, huh? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Can you imagine? Just I like... <laughs> the letter I the letter B jizzing. <laughs> As a bumper sticker? Oh my god. No, as a license plate. Yeah. I be jizzing. I think that man just came. doctor's office is like you ready to go to therapy because you kind of like need to call us and i was like mm-hmm. um i mean kind of but like you I'm, don't know my life <laughs> i'm i'm so lazy that i like don't want to take care of myself you know i feel that <laughs> it's just like the effort of making a phone call is like just slightly challenging enough that i'm like Meh, i'll do it later i'm not that depressed oh so many <laughs> I mean, for me, it's just the effort of brushing my teeth, oh, tying my shoes. The tiny little Has things. me ready to just freaking dive off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Welcome, everyone. My name is Eddie, and I would love to invite you in. Invite those earbuds into your brain. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? It means I want to be in your cranium, infesting your brain waves. I want you thinking about us. Throughout the whole week and a half until you hear us again. That's intense. My partner in infecting your brain. No. Is with me as always, the gorgeous, the amazing. She is a singer. Oh my God. Even if she doesn't want to admit it. Jesus Christ. A beautiful voice. Thank you, dear. Her name is... Kayla. What's up, guys? We are the Show Dependent Podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It means... I need to look at the script. It's the podcast that exposes our codependent tendencies with the things that we love, how they shaped us into who we are today, and whether or not that relationship has changed. There we go. Beautiful. It's almost as if you had it written down. It's almost like we've been saying this for 17 episodes, and I still don't have it memorized. Professional. I know. Well, other than... The possible need for therapy that we have going on with my other half. Oh, I don't think it's possible. I think it's highly probable. All right. Well, other than that, (laughs) what's going on? How you feeling on this fine afternoon? Oh, you know, today was just one of those days where it's like, is rage my dominant emotion? It feels like it. It feels like 90% of my brain is like just frustration. Oh, yeah, yeah. I find myself these days, multiple times a day, just asking like, is this really happening right now? Mm-hmm. Is anyone listening to me? Yeah. What am I doing? Yep. Why am I here? Mm-hmm. Can't 
our wonderful viewers hoist me rip me out mm-hmm. of the fucking capitalistic machine oh. and i'll still exist within a capitalist society because i'm here in the united states but if you pull me out of there i'll be but a loose cog in the machine hooray you're just clanking around causing causing trouble yeah just making a little bit of money here and there as ding, i hit ding, a wall ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Were you just imagining yourself as a little gear with a mustache? Yeah, just hitting. Perfect. Okay. Something that's not too out of the realm of possibility for the thing we're talking about today. The thing? Yeah. What's the thing that we're talking about today, Eddie? Oh, just a beautiful, well-written story. A tale of a relationship that just needs a little bit more tender love and care within it. Mm -hmm. And also one of the best video games... That we have ever played. Oh, yeah. Today we are talking about the 2021 instant classic, It Takes Two. (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to like sing it as high and as ridiculous as possible. You know, because that copyright issue. Yeah. We don't want want that. We know that. But if I make it indistinguishable, we don't have a problem. So indistinguishable that when you first said the first few words, I was like, (laughs) what is happening? (laughs) I'm just thinking about us, so. Okay. I like that. Mm -hmm. Looking out for us, making sure we're all good. It's all gooch. Mm -hmm. We cannot survive a copyright strike right now. It would be the end. We don't have money. We can't be canceled right now. No. We're we're not we didn't even get started. Exactly. It's like getting a flat tire the first like five meters of a race. The law in this game is the law of love. Mm. And that law has been broken Uh by our protagonists. We'll talk about that more in a second. Yes. Because right now, let's go to our meet cute. It's a meet cute baby. It's how we met this thing. The year is 2021. We had played a game called A Way Out, which is made by the same guy whose name is Joseph Ferris. I may be saying it wrong. And the same same studio, Hazelight Studios. It Takes Two was a bright light in the midst of the pandemic when we were definitely not going out or doing anything or seeing anyone other than Mm. ourselves and our families. And our own reflection in the mirror. And then for some reason also going to work, which felt fantastic. Yeah, that was still definitely happening. Saw the trailer, said, wow, that looks great. Better yet, remember the game A Way Out? It's made by the same people. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's it's actually interesting because as we were like looking up just little details from this game, I was noticing that a lot of people had the sentiment that this game would have done better had it not come out during the pandemic. And I was like, I don't understand the logic behind that because if most people are like you and I, we were playing more video games than ever when like quote unquote lockdown was happening. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think this is better because of the pandemic Mm -hmm. because it offered another chance to connect with someone Yeah. and bond through something special that felt special. Yeah. And felt unique and was new and fresh and did so much. So Kayla and I experienced this. We met this game together. Mm-hmm. We've only ever played it with each other. So romantic. Romance. Speaking of that, can you play this game online? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, theoretically, if you had, like, a friend or a partner, 
that didn't live with you, you'd still be able to play it together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, that's that, that's not something that crossed my mind because we were just playing it together in the same room. But oh, yeah. aw, that's so sweet. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. I didn't really think about that, but that's really nice to think that people could do that together. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. Across an ocean, mayhaps. Across the universe. I don't know that song. What? I've <laughs> Across the universe, that Beatles song. Yeah, you don't know that song? I don't know it. No. I've seen the movie once. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's just get right into our... Getting to know each other. Cody and May are getting a divorce. <laughs> just... Woo! That's it, baby. Game That's over. it. Woo! Their young daughter, Rose, has created little dolls of her parents. She's read a book about relationships and believes that her parents can be friends again. All they have to do is try. She cries on the dolls, and through the magic of childhood trauma, her parents' souls are transferred into the dolls. The book that Rose read has come to life and decided to become Cody and May's very own marriage therapist. The book's name is Dr. Hakim. He puts the couple on the crazy, unexpected path towards restoring their love and friendship for one another through the power of collaboration. Collaboration. Definitely feels better when you say that, because I am not Mexican. Yeah, watch yourself during this episode. Right? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just doing an impersonation of his voice. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be a stereotypical person. It's uh-huh. what his voice sounds like. It is what his voice sounds like. I'm defensive right now. I don't know why. Let's move forward. I don't know. Once you've gotten to know someone, it's time for you two to go steady. <laughs> it's time to get to why. Why is this game amazing? Why has it influenced us? Why are we talking about it right now? Why? First and foremost, I think it has to be said that this game is a video game that is every video game. Yes. And the co-op is done beautifully, perfectly. Mwah! Give it a little smooch mm-hmm. and say you are amazing. Aww. I want a little smooch. You'll get one later. Yay! Because this game, I mean, I'm just going to name a few. Just you a few. Could, you could literally think of almost any genre of video game, and it's in here. We have platforming. We have shooters. We have chase sequences. We have top-down. We have Mario Kart. We have fighting games. We have pirate levels. We have flight simulator levels. The list goes on and on. Every part of this game is done so well. And more importantly than that, seeing as this is a co-op game, uh-huh. the co-op is always at the forefront. Oh, yeah. This is, like, very... I don't know. It's just like so. I don't like video games, and okay. I, I I find. I mean, I do like video games. I don't like how inexperienced and difficult video games can be. Oh yeah, some games have a steep learning curve. Yeah. Um. Like I don't think I could pick up like Apex or <laughs> anything like that. I can barely pick up Apex. Yeah. No. And I've been playing games for. I can barely watch years. Apex without like having my brain explode. <laughs> without your eyes turning into like the little dizzy Yeah, the little tornadoes. spirals. Oh. Yeah. The really nice thing about this co-op is it's encouraging. Oh, so encouraging. Because unlike, I don't know, and you've probably had this experience, but when you, when you pick up a game and that learning curve is a bit steeper, it's pretty discouraging because you just get frustrated oh yeah You're like why can't i do this damn thing like it's so simple like but i can't do it because you have to like practice and that i mean we'll we'll get to it i'm sure but that that is a common 
thing with me is I get frustrated, but the co-op encourages you to continue going and encourage each other, which is great. I mean, it's a game all about supporting another person, not only in the story, but also in the gameplay. Everything you do in this game, obviously by design, you need someone else to do it. You cannot play this game alone. If you can, that's extremely impressive. <laughs> I'm sure that, now that I say that, I'm sure there's someone on Twitch right now just like playing this game by themselves, but not only just with regular controllers. Like one of them is a fucking Guitar Hero controller, and then the other one they're playing it with just the fucking virtual boy. They're playing it with their foot. Yeah, or they're just like modded a fucking like treadmill to somehow also play the game. Ooh. So like he's running on it and moving around and doing all this. Like people are fucking wild. Yeah, people have a lot of time, too. It's very true. Yeah. There's just so many segments. We're going to talk about some right now. We'll talk about some later. We'll do a mix of all of it. But there's a segment early on where one of you gets a hammer and the other person gets to shoot nails. I get a hammer. May gets a hammer. You don't know who that is, but we'll tell you that in a second. I mean, I said her name earlier. (laughs) Anyways. There's a segment in the game where you get a hammer and a nail, and one person gets to shoot the nails, and the other person gets to break things with the hammer and hang on the nails with the hammer. And it's just, it's done in such a way where it's beautifully designed. Mm -hmm. It's the amazing thing that Nintendo's really good at, where they teach you the thing little by little until it naturally, in the gameplay, you've already done everything, all the little pieces you need to know to put it together to be able to finish the level. And it's never, like, the characters do that thing in video games where they're like, hmm, I wonder if I did this. Would that help? Oh, I love it. But I love the, the breadcrumb right. tagline stuff. But, that, but that's fantastic because it's never, like, text that pops up, like, use the A button to throw this into this. Yeah. And then you'll be successful. Because then it's like, man, you call me a dumbass for one because I didn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And also, just let me figure it out by myself. Yeah. It doesn't hold your hand. But it it nudges. Ooh, little nudge. There's magnet levels near the end that are just... It's just so much fun to do these things. Especially when you get to do, like, co-op moves, which you do a lot with the magnets. Mm -hmm. It's so much fun. Because you you just really feel like, oh, me and this other person are working together. Yep. We're in tandem. And sometimes when you're really getting that groove and you just sort of go... You don't even have to talk to each other. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so good. A really great thing about this game, too, is unlike the repetitive nature of some video games, like, this game does not get boring. There's never really monotonous things that you have to do. There's really no grind factor. Everything is really enjoyable and fresh, and the world is so, like, fleshed out that every time you play it, it feels new. And we've played this game all the way through twice now. Oh, yeah. And And we're still finding things. Still so much fun. Just what what they did with the worlds they created, the different levels, every one of them feels so unique. Mm-hmm. And, but cohesive. Oh, but it all fits together. And as I said, you're doing different things in every level. One of them is a shooter. And then the next one, shooter. you're like swinging from vines and riding on the rails like you're fucking Sonic. And then the next one, you're in a pirate ship yep and then you're like defying gravity in fucking space and someone's going big and someone's getting small and it's just you do all of it there's a fucking section where you you're fucking playing street fighter (sighs) and it's so good honestly like the highlight of the game it's honestly (laughs) one of the hypest moments of the whole game well and it's great because it's like 
I get to play that character. I've yeah. played it both times, so I just like, oh, it's so satisfying. And it's just like out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like, what the hell am I? Why am I doing this? You go from flying a plane to just someone is fucking fighting a squirrel on top of an airplane. There's it's fucking so Hadoukens and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's great. Love yeah. it. It it's definitely a game where you're not gonna get tired of playing it. You just want you're just gonna want to be like, wow, what's next? What do I get to do now? Another thing that's really great in this game is the mini games. Oh, they're so good. They're so fun. And the, they're like, I don't know, there's an incentive to play them because they're actually enjoyable. You know, it doesn't feel like filler because the characters kind of need them to, to grow closer. So it's just really great. And as much as I suck at a lot of the mini games, they Aww. are very fun to play. <laughs> they are fun. You were great at some of them. Oh, some of them I absolutely destroyed you. Okay, you didn't have to make it personal. Oh, I did. All right. Because on the rest of them, you completely annihilated me. Oh, you so, know, I've played a video game before. Yes, I, I've i played like five, maybe. You know, I've been known to play a video game or two in my 31 years. How many video games do you think, unique video games do you think you've played in your life? Oh, God, If so you were many? to give an estimate. Jesus. Like, over 200 or under 200? I think over 200. Jesus Christ. I mean, I own so many video games throughout all the consoles I've owned. And then I've played games on consoles I don't own. That's true. I mean, I'm 31. You old man! <laughs> the mini games, they inject so much more fun because you'll be running around this fucking just vibrant world and yeah. then all of a sudden, oh look, it's a volleyball net. Yeah. And then you get to play volleyball. It's easy to get distracted, which is pretty fun because even though our characters have like a, a main objective it's never i mean it is for me personally because i'm a very like goal-oriented person in video games because i just want to get it fucking over with <laughs> but wow, it's just what a great <laughs> what a great way to go into games oh when is it over uh yeah i'm fucking done with this yet uh-huh. i'm not i don't want to have fun yeah but jesus I, yeah i know i suck okay okay anyway all right but because i'm so goal-oriented the mini games are very enticing and they definitely help you like slow down and enjoy the levels, which is fun. Not only that, but as this game is a story driven game, it tells the story of two characters. We'll talk about who they are in a second, but the mini games definitely are very effective in showing that Cody and May used to get along. And they had this great relationship where they were playful with one another and they were competitive, but never really malicious. And they just, you know, were able to have a good time. So it's awesome to be able to play these games. And not only do you feel closer to the person you're playing it with, because then you get all competitive and you're having fun and just losing yourself in this little game where all you're doing is hitting a ball with a little baseball player Mm -hmm. and making it spin around over and over again. And then we played it like 10 times. And the same thing happened in the previous game with um, A Way Out. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it's just so satisfying. Minigames are fun. More games should have minigames. Just give me a little break. Well, and I like that they're hidden. You're never forced into playing the minigames. Yeah, always optional, but they're they're great when you get them. But it's there, and Mm -hmm. it's, it's very fun to pick up. So kind of how, like, the minigames are hidden in a lot of ways... This game does a really good job of encouraging exploration. The world doesn't really feel limited. A benefit of that is you actually get to enjoy the environments that you're put in. It's just a, it strikes like a perfect balance and you really get to enjoy these intricate, detailed, gorgeous environments 
And a lot of the times you get rewarded for it. It's just so nice. You get to see like pretty fish swimming in a tree. It's weird. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of kind of like psychedelic imagery yeah, in some of these moments. Fucking mystical and just mm-hmm. fantastical. You're just, whoa, what is happening right now? Yeah. I'm going for Meanwhile, it. Meanwhile, you're trying not to fall off of like a clock tower or something like that. Yeah, it's a beautiful game. Lastly, and this is very important for me. Mm, I think it's even more so for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in a sense, but this is something that's very important for me as a veteran gamer and someone who, in 2022, I am older, I still love video games, and I love playing them and experiencing them, but I definitely am a diehard, like, we need to get rid of all these old tropes from video games where dying is just like, oh, start from the fucking very beginning. At this point in my life, if I'm playing a game that has just ass-tier checkpoints, it makes me want to not play the game mm-hmm. ever again. Yeah. So in this game, dying is certainly not a burden. It's oftentimes a very quick, like, oop, and then you load right back in, and mm-hmm. you're good. There's very few times in the game, like during boss battles and like important situations where if you both die, it's like a harder reset. Yeah. But even then, the checkpoints are still really good. Yeah, they're pretty and- fresh, which is nice. Yeah. Because I just, I don't have the skill set, so I don't get discouraged as easily. Because I, I die a lot oh, playing God. this game. <laughs> there's, but there's, honestly, see, there's nothing worse. Because I'm thinking of a game, it's an older game called Dead Rising. Uh-huh. But I streamed it not too long ago on uh, twitch.tv forward slash victorvsuite. Nice, nice, very smooth plug. And that's a game where it's very hardcore. Like, if you don't go and actively save... If you die, you go right back to that save. Oh. Like, you are fucked. And there was a certain section near the end of the game where I, like, died. And I was like, oh, fuck. I have to redo this whole part. And it was like a 15-minute part. No. And you go right back to the beginning of the 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, if I don't do it now, I think I just may not play this game again. Yeah. And luckily, I got it done. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was. it's so fucking... It's so punishing. Demoralizing. Yeah. Like, I get that there's some people like, oh, well, you gotta be a hardcore gamer. Dude, I don't have fucking time for that. All right? No. Well, and it's not like we're doing it. We're not doing it for those reasons. We're doing it to have fun. Yeah. And if I'm not having fun, I don't want to do it. Oh, I'm all for it. I mean, I could go on my soapbox right now, now that I'm just getting into this. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, I'm all for, you've seen me, when I play, like, new story games on yeah. my stream. I fucking set it to, like, easy difficulty because i'm here for the story i don't want to fucking rack your brain have to fucking go try hard mode for two hours a night when i just want to fucking unwind and Mm. enjoy a story you know i can do that once i've beaten the game once or twice and i have the most powerful guns yeah and then i can go super hard mode because it'll be easier like all the boss fights like memorized things like that yeah yeah there's a time and place for for that level of challenge yeah, if you want that for yourself. But if you just want a story, just fucking go easy mode. You ain't proven. That's another thing. These people act like they're like proving their worth to someone by like, ooh, well, I beat this game on the hardest difficulty. Who, the video game gods? Yeah, like, Cool, man. Kudos, but What do you want? You're not going to find a mate <laughs> because you fucking beat this. <laughs> that was my impersonation of the meetings call of somebody <laughs> that does that. <laughs> that was that was good. Thanks. I just looked over and you 
Yeah, my mouth agape. I wish I could have taken a picture of you. I wish. I'm so glad that didn't happen. That's like the perfect. Do you remember that meme Mm. where it's like a goat singing into a microphone? (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what I am right now. I'm even wearing a fuzzy vest today. Look at that. I'm looking like a goat. So yeah, don't make death punishing. Don't give ash checkpoints. Just get them right back into the action Mm. and be like, hey, oops, keep going. Have fun. You did a little mistake. That's okay, buddy. Get back on the horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was me on my horse. Can you see it? In your mind's eye, me on a horse. Sure. It's cute. Ladies first. After you. Ladies first. So I'm going to talk about our leading lady, May. She's a woman in STEM. Queen. Queen. Jesus Christ, sorry. Ooh, I'm like seeing spots. I went too hard. Anyway. I'm seeing seeing crowns around me. Anyway, the main breadwinner in the family, she's never home. Oops. Uh, It was Uh all good until then. Girl Um, boss. Yeah. She's very practical and British. Oi, bruv. Oh, God. Get me a bit of tea compass, mate. Nope. She's not that kind of Are you having the piss? Okay. Are you taking the piss, mate? Oh, she's proper fit. No. <laughs> she is fit. She, she is fit, though. She is cute. May's kind of hot. Kind of? What do you mean? Okay. She's a smoking mom. <laughs> Look at that body. She's a queen. We love her. Her doll form, she's little and she's wooden and she's got blue yarn hair. And it's perfect for her because she, in real life, is very rigid, but also very cute. So we'll take what we can get. What about our, what about our, our leading man? Eddie, let us let us know a little bit about him. In contrast to May, her boo, her husband. Ex boo. Hey. We're don't getting you, a divorce. Don't you fucking dare. We're getting a divorce. Nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> and I don't know why I went I'm with that voice. Shaking my fucking head and getting dizzy. Cody is a stay-at-home dad. King. 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 Love it. He's living the fucking dream, y'all. I wish. I hope. I wish I could provide that for you. You will, one day. I I hope. God, so, I hate doing oh, laundry. That sounds amazing. <laughs> you take care of the domestic sphere. I'll literally, go to work. Literally, if, if my day is just wake up, do some fucking laundry, clean up a little bit around the house, mm-hmm. listen to my fucking tunes, do a little cooking, play some fucking video games, do a little editing. Pay the bills with the then, money that I pay. And then and just cook a little dinner, hang out, watch some fucking TV, some YouTube. I couldn't wish for anything more. <laughs> you were born in the wrong era and the wrong gender. I know. I should have been what? A 1950s housewife. Yeah, but then I would have got Minus the beat. cocaine. Yeah, the difference is I won't hit you. <laughs> we shouldn't laugh. It's really messed up. Hey, it was a different time. It was a different time. Cody is a lighthearted man, and he is a bit of a goober. He's oh, yeah. definitely a capital D dad. Mm-hmm. All kinds of jokes, all kinds of using humor as a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. When Cody is transformed into a toy, he is a clay doll who is chubby and has a leaf for yeah. hair. It does fit him too, though, because he is too flexible. He's too go with the flow. He's a little ball of mush, but he's cute. Here's the thing, though, about these two. May and Cody definitely subvert the traditional gendered expectations. Yes. Which is very fun. You know, it's a new game, and it, but it still feels like, which is fucking wild. It came out in 2021, but it still feels like, yo, 
She's the breadwinner. Queen. Stay at home, dad. Love it. Fucking sick, dude. Subvert your. I fuck- wish they weren't white, but here we are. So it's fine. Hey, it's you fine. know. Hey. We're one step at a time. We'll take what we can get. They're dolls most of the game anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, most of the time, they're not even human. Yeah, so. Well, baby steps, right? And Rose, their daughter, we will give her own section because <laughs> Rose goes through a lot. Uh, Yeah, uh, more than I think a girl her age probably should in a very short amount of time. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to do the accent. <sighs> you have to do the accent. You're the brown man here. Speaking of brown men. We're going to talk about creatures and plushies. <laughs> no, you have to edit that out. That it was stayed, so messed up. It stays in. No. As a brown man. We're going to get canceled. Well, they're going to cancel me for being brown and saying that brown men are creatures? Yes. No, because I'm one of them. Jesus Christ. It's called a joke, guys. I know. It's called that was very funny, though. deprecation. That was very good. Thank you. That that scared me, but also made me laugh really hard. Dr. Hakim. He is a love therapist. He's a Spanish love doctor. He's very pushy. He's borderline annoying, but he gets results. And he also talks like this. Thank you for explaining la, that. Um, ah, that was a beautiful moment, you two. <laughs> Are you ready for your next therapy session? I feel like I'm playing the game. Thank you. All and you need the- is like... Purple eyebrows and a purple mustache. Woo! He's got a really good woo. Yes, he does. Because he's borderline annoying, yes, but he gets results. And in the end, he shows that he is extremely caring. He always delays their progress, but it's to teach lessons. The main one is collaboration. They need to support each other. Relationships are work. And even if they don't stay together, they have to stay partners for Rose. Very cute. He's very cute. He's very funny. I and like his arms are weird though. It's weird that they didn't. I don't like that his arms make, don't come out of the side. His arms of his body. come out of like his head. Yeah, part. it's weird. He's a book, but they come out of his fucking head. Yeah, I think it's because it's like a, a page like ripped in half and then wrap around. Yeah, I don't know. I that is my one complaint. I also don't like the purple eyebrows and purple mustache, but that's just me. I would have gone with gold. Huh? I I don't understand the purple choice. I like that's that. That's just for me. I like that he sounds like me. Yep, that's your normal speaking voice for sure. You'd love to see yourself represented in a game. I don't think he's as cholo as you're making him out to be. Hey, fool! <laughs> what the fuck is you doing? Oh, just, just fucking just cholo gotta support love each other. therapy. Wow. Hey, fool. Hey, vato. Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to cholo therapy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fool, come in. I was just talking to your wife, and she said, Hey, can you open this beer for me? Hey, mm-hmm. thank you. Yep. Anyways, your wife was saying that you don't support her, man. Mm. Come on, fool. Mm-hmm. You're better than that, man. Mm-hmm. What did we talk about last time? Mm-hmm. I don't know where this is going, but I'm interested. Being in a relationship is being in a team. Okay. Mira, escúchame, okay? <laughs> yeah. If you don't support your queen... No, no. (laughs) I just got a flash of like the stereotypical crown tattoos. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then she won't support you. You want someone to open your cervezas for you, right? Cervezas. Come on, man. Uh, Do better. Oh, yeah. You're right, Hakeem. Okay, hey. Also, by the way, 
my son is having his first birthday party. <laughs> we got like, hey, made a pinche fucking like 20, 30 kegs, man. We're going to get fucked up, man. Why we got the mariachi get... band coming. Why do people get tanked at their infant <laughs> child's birthday parties? That way, no one can remember it. Especially the one-year-old. <laughs> the one-year-old ain't going to remember no. it. No. No one else should either. Oh, my God. That's funny. Okay. Moving forward, because <laughs> that was a lot. Um, I love you so much, but goodness. That was intense. I liked it, though. Dr. Vato, way. No. <laughs> or Dr. Dr. Hakim has an actual PhD. Not a PhD of the streets, okay? Oh. The Kaye, I don't think is where he's at. I think he's got a degree in something. What that is, I don't know. Love it. <laughs> anyway, our next like character creature combo thing is Moon Baboon. <clears throat> a man instead. Oh yeah. yeah, and he's also Australian. I don't know. He's foreign. I think Australian might be right. I he think you're right. He is a baboon. He is a baboon. <laughs> so definitely not human. He is very cute. And he loves Rose with all of his heart. Oh. He's his little... He is like her knight in shining, shining uh, astronaut armor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's got a cute little orange spacesuit. He stands, Rose. He's so cute. He's kind of scary. But for a good reason. Yeah, absolutely. Because he just doesn't want to see Rose cry. And at the moment in the game... That's her parents' number one goal. We'll get to that batshit logic in a little bit. Oh, God. We'll get to it right now. Because what do they do to make Rose cry? Oh, God. No. Tell us about it. This... Okay. First time I played this game, I wept. <laughs> like yes. a fucking baby. Mm-hmm. Because this game forces you into what, like... At that time, I perceived to be, like, one of the most evil fucking things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> in the game? Yeah. Like, I it genuinely hurt my soul. <laughs> um, okay. So, May and Cody, Cody mostly, figures that the logic of breaking the spell that turned them into dolls is to make Rose cry again. So, they come up with the batshit idea of... Hmm, what could make Rose cry? I don't know. How about we destroy her most prized possession, which is Cutie the Elephant, and she is the most perfect, adorable, <laughs> angelic, just sweet little thing on this godforsaken planet, and they force you to rip her to pieces. Oh, it's brutal. It is. I just cried. And it, I think it hit home for me especially hard because... Growing up, I collected elephants, oh. so I had a, like a really special connection to elephant plushies. I still do. Like they're, they're a very important part of my like you know my inner child. Tell us about it. So stop it. <laughs> no, go deeper. Anyway, but to just in the whole time you're like torturing her, she's begging you to stop. Oh, it's fucking. She's in pain. It's legitimately. It's <sighs> such. A well done segment because so fucking evil. I mean, the second time we did it, we knew what was coming. We so got it was, through it. It was a lot easier, easier to do because we knew like it, let's just get through it. It sucks, and I still like turned to Kayla and was like, "God, this fucking sucks." Mm-hmm. But the first time we did it, we would like we would we had to take like we'd like long put the breaks. controller down and we're like, "This God, is I don't want to fucking do this. No. Like, can we not do this?" And there's so many parts where you're just like, because they make you the gameplay to mash, they make you mash to pull. 
which obviously for a good reason because you have to deliberately do it and you're like man i don't want to fucking do this man i don't want to hurt her oh and she's a little queen and she's got this she's got a little crown nicest little voice couldn't we have a tea party instead oh and she does like the little <sighs> like she a like little, runs away from you little bimbo run oh she's with her so arms fucking up. cute oh rips your heart out yeah. super effective we stand queen cutie her majesty <laughs> i love her so much yeah quote unquote killing her is like the most heartbreaking part of this game yeah i think so i think it's, it really is it's so so gut-wrenching anyway and not only that but shocker it doesn't fucking work no so imagine also, that that also makes cody and may look really fucking dumb because they are really fucking dumb and at this point in the game you're like i don't think i like these characters i don't like either of these parents because they're making some bad calls i don't like being these people no maybe they should get a divorce maybe i kind of want them not to be in rose's life because they're just being mean to her mm-hmm. anyway to wrap up our little creature character section we've got just a few highlights of like some mostly animals that we meet throughout the game oh yeah the squirrels skills the squirrels are so intimidating yeah they're like a little army they're they're genuinely like yikes and they fight against some wasps the wasps are very annoying and gross yep they have a secret agent infiltrate the wasp and become their queen Mm -hmm. surprise it's not a squirrel it's an adorable honeybee she's so cute but also kind of evil she's very self-preserving yeah she is. i mean who wouldn't get a little power hungry turns her tail at the first (laughs) sign of danger she's like goodbye <laughs> hey see you later thanks for helping me we had beetle buddy oh uh, he was a g man he really came he's, in clutch he's still alive in my eyes i think he's fucking gone but okay i'm pretty sure he exploded but no. it's fine there's some fucking moles that are enemies but they're very cute and it's a very fun section mm-hmm. and there's some tiny little spiders oh you gotta ride him like a little horse yeah so, so much fun so cute love it speaking of love that is something that is drastically lacking in cody and may's relationship oh the relationship is so strained oh it starts off so bad because oh i hate the opening sequence that we like meet them in because mm-hmm. it's just like i've heard this conversation yeah if you've i don't know had had parents, parents or witnessed parents in your uh-huh. life if you've ever seen a pair of people who are parents you know that they have to have argued at least once or twice Mm. and hearing parents argue hearing your parents argue is so fucking annoying and this game starts off with them just like hey how you doing my day was fine how was yours hey by the way i fucking hate you and then they just like start arguing about like the tiniest thing out in the open roses right up there she's just sitting in a room (laughs) listening to her parents hate each other window wide open yeah and they're just like you see, this is why we're getting a divorce. We got to tell Rose we're getting a divorce. Hey, Rose, we're getting a divorce. <laughs> we're going to tell you about it later. We're going to sit you down and make it even harder. Anyway. Yeah. And yeah. you're just like, dog, don't do this out in the open. Mm-hmm. You're going to do this right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's just so hard because it's like, this game does a really good job of getting to the root of a lot of relationships issues. Oh, yes. And it's just... Uh, it all, it, the main little spat that we see at the beginning is about a dentist appointment. Mm-hmm. Which, at the end of the day, yeah, Cody fucked up. But, like, 
But we can reschedule a world? dentist appointment. Did the dentist disappear, May? Are her teeth going to fall out of her head tonight? No. You know? And that's the thing that Dr. Hakeem. Mm-hmm. What's up, Vato? Oh, my God. Sorry. I'm just... <laughs> Jesus. He really is a good doctor. Mm-hmm. And the game designers. Is it Joseph? It might be Joseph. Anyway, I'm going to say Joseph. Joseph Fonis. Joseph. Beautifully done game design because there's a reason for everything in this game. Mm-hmm. Dr. Hakeem ties what May and Cody do in each level to their personality yeah. perfectly. Let me give you an example. Please do. An example of great game design is the clock level. At the beginning, Cody and May are arguing in front of Dr. Hakeem and saying that May, she is upset at Cody because Cody says, like, you know, you're never home, you're never there. And she says, oh, but I have to work and I have to earn the money. Like, what? Do you want there to be two of me? There's not two of me, Cody. And so Dr. Hakeem says, fantastic. Here's the power to make a clone of yourself. Mm-hmm. Now you can be in two places at once. Now there's two of you, man. And then for Cody, May snaps back at him and says, like, you just don't... You think that time isn't, like, a real thing? Yeah. You think that, like, you take nothing seriously, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And it's... Time isn't real to you. And so, what does Dr. Hakeem do? He makes Cody be able to control time. Mm-hmm. He can rewind it and fast forward it. That's just so well done because it's amazing game design. And it's also great storytelling because then it's like, okay, here's your problem yep. and your relationship. And here's a way to fix it that's not realistic. No. But you can use it now to heal yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's also just like a really... It kind of throws it back in the face of Cody and May. Yeah. Because it's like, you have to understand, even if you were theoretically able to solve these problems in this crazy, magical way, it's not actually going to solve your problem. Mm-hmm. Because be- the problem is you two. And better than that, that I just thought of, not only will having these powers not solve it, but they also aren't something that you can do by yourself. Yes. Because even though May can make a clone of herself she still needs cody there to Mm -hmm. move things around and even though cody can control time and pause time and all that he still needs may to be there Mm -hmm. when he changes things around say it with me collaboration fantastic it's beautiful it's so good and lastly in the clock you're following along some other Little, the little cuckoo versions yeah. in the cuckoo clock. Nice, yes, because you're in a cuckoo Cody clock. Cody and May. Yeah. Like realistic looking wooden doll. It's uh. confusing. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, but you're following them along and sort of guiding them along a path. And Dr. Hakeem says, look at them. Look at them. Yep, just like They're that. on parallel paths, but they're not together. Just mm-hmm. like you guys. And so the whole level is you pushing these little cuckoo versions of yourselves together until at the end they face each other and come together and are finally made one again oh so cute well, this is so good so cute we love a metaphor tell us about the snow globe i will tell you about the snow globe the snow globe is a great level um because we get to use magnets magnets and leave it to may to point out the scientific inaccuracies of these magnets in the game but it's fine magnets what are they how do they work what secrets do you have um, I don't know Insane Clown Posse, but we're going to find out together. What fucking magic do you cast on a piece of metal to make a magnet work? Sorcery. I, yeah, I... 
I don't understand how mirrors I don't, work. I don't know. How, <laughs> you don't know how mirrors work. I don't know how cameras work. Does a plane really work, or is it just magic? <sighs> you know, I don't know. These are just things I've accepted not understand. Because I've tried to research how cameras work. I've I've watched multiple videos. I still don't understand it. Scientists don't fucking know how a bike stays standing. They so, they also don't understand how bumblebees can fly. Yeah. What the fuck? It is 2022. Yeah. We still don't understand it. Magic. Magic. We're going to go with magic. Anyway, magic magnets. They get opposite ends of the magnet. They have to et- attract each other to interact with the environment. What's our slogan for this level? I already... Fu- uh, opposites attract and same colors repel. There we go. Cannot tell you how many times the first playthrough we had to repeat that back and forth <laughs> to each other. Because we're stupid. We've got little lizard brains. Oh, yeah. So we I were- just wanted to go room. <laughs> I just want to go wee and get to there. But I forgot that I'm blue and I need to find a red to get attracted. But if I use blue on blue, then I go whoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. But it's great because Cody and May are opposites, but the opposites attract in this case, which is great. And as you progress through the level, your magnets become stronger and their attraction grows stronger to each mm-hmm. other, too. What else is very special about the tower in the snow globe, Eddie? Well, you're in a snow globe of a very familiar location for Cody and May. Oh. Why is it familiar? They say it was their first ski trip together. Aww. And they reminisce and they go into a lodge and put on little hats and coats. And, and ice skates. And ice skates. And they're just having a good time and talking about how good the trip was and reminiscing. And then at the end, you get to the top of this tall tower. I think it's the top of the ski lodge or whatever. Yeah. May's like, oh, I know why that book sent us here. And Cody's like, yeah, this is where I proposed. Aww, and it's just like, oh, cute. my God. Because it's it's so sweet. Yeah, it's very like bittersweet too. Oh, this whole game is yeah. fucking bittersweet. This this whole game is just the Nestle bittersweet chocolate chips out oh, of bag. I don't want that. Oh. I I like them. Okay. <laughs> because it's it's sad because you know that they're getting a divorce. Yeah. But then you see, like, the rewind to the beginning, and Cody's like, I was so nervous, I forgot what to say, and all that. He says, I totally blew it. And then yeah. May's like, no, that's what made it special. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's how was scared important. you were. Yeah. Yeah. It's doc- so sweet. Dr. Hakeem comes in just like, oh, that was beautiful, you two. Mm-hmm. You know, he's starting to see that. He's feeling the love. Their feeling is coming together. And that's the, that was his whole lesson for that part, was that attraction is something that couples have. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to only be, like, on looks. Yeah. But there's it's many not things. only physical. Yeah, there's many things that go into attraction. Mm-hmm. It's so well written. Yeah, it was very sweet. I was like, oh. I think I shed a tear the first right. time we, at, when we... When we got to that part, we looked at each other and we were both like, Aww. oh, that's so nice. That's mm-hmm. so nice. Yeah, it's very great. Dare I say, hmm. even nicer. Yeah is the garden section the garden is so cute because it's again if we're going back to like the subverting our gender expectations cody wanted to be a gardener yeah and that's a traditionally like we what in our american society when you take care of things you're a caretaker Mm -hmm. so that's typically a role that's assigned to women 
in American culture. But being able to see like how much joy and peace gardening brings to Cody, it just it just fleshes him out as a character even more. Because it's like, oh, not only does he want to take care of, oh, I just had a stupid realization. You scared me. Sorry. Continue. No, <laughs> they named her their daughter Rose. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yo. Because he wanted to take care of her. Hey, fucking yo. I'm crying in the club right now. <laughs> That's a weird place to record a podcast. Podcast, but inside club. <laughs> it would be impossible to listen to. Hey, man. Hey, man. My oh, elbows, God. dog. Chill out, dog. Oh, my fucking drink, dude. <laughs> Shit. Oh my god. That's wild though. Why did we not think of that? I never thought of that until literally just now. Wow. That is beautiful. Saying it a lot these past couple episodes. Aww. But beautiful. Let That's me tell so you. sweet. Let me tell you what else is so sweet about the garden. It's It starts off so sad and it's still sad near the end because Dr. Hakeem looks at them and says, you know, okay, here's our next lesson. Passion is what you need in a relationship. Passion. But not just for each other. Your own passion. Ooh, you need to start talking about the passion that you have in your life. You need to follow that passion mm-hmm. in order to be a better partner. Yeah. And you need to support each other's passion. Yeah. And in the garden, it's just it starts off by Cody saying he loved a garden, but he never felt supported yeah. by May. Mm-hmm. And many times in it, I think it's very sad because he's always like, oh, well. Like, I really wanted to make this nice, but you never really cared, so I just stopped doing it. Mm. Man, that fucking sucks. Yeah, and the garden has become overgrown and infected. Yeah, with some weird purple thing. Yeah. But better yet, let me tell you the goal and then what you're supposed to do as characters that's great game design. Yeah. Because Cody sees a plant that's very special to him that's infected by this purple goo. And May's like, you know, what is that? What's what's going on? And Cody says, oh, well, that's the first plant that I planted when we got here, when we moved to this house. And he said that he named it Joy. And May's like, oh, I didn't know you named your plants. And he's like, no, I don't. But this one was special to me. I can feel myself tearing up because <laughs> it's so nice. But he said, this one was special. I named it Joy because I guess I just wanted to make sure that Joy was always a part of our lives. And it's just like, oh, fuck. Why didn't she support you, man? Y'all are going to be better, but this fucking sucks. Joy flips it, though. Before you say that, I'll tell you this. Because in this level, it's all about May finally supporting Cody's passion. Mm -hmm. Because Cody, in this level, gets to transform into plants. Very cute. Also, kind of creepy. Yeah, his face is on like a tomato, but it's fine. The cactus one is gross. Yeah. But then May has to like water everything. Mm -hmm. So she waters the soil that way. She's got to nurture him. Mm -hmm. When you finally get to Joy, she's the final boss. She's kind of hard to fight. Yeah. Her minions are pretty toxic. That's good. But you defeat her, you get rid of the infection. And Cody's like, I'm sorry that I didn't take care of you. And he again says, you know, I wanted to, but May didn't believe in me. Like, isn't Mm -hmm. your partner supposed to believe in you and support your passion? Mm -hmm. And then Joy flips the script on Cody Mm -hmm. and says, no one can take your dream from you unless you give it up. It's all up to you. 
will you give it up again? Oh, damn. But it's also like not just about that. It's also about like his passion for May. Mm-hmm. You're just going to relinquish that? You're, You're just going to give, give up? up, dog? You're going to quit? Huh? Quitter? Quitter? Little bitch? No, I'm just going <laughs> to... Uh, hey, fool, you're just going to quit, man. It's true because it's like, it's that fine balance in a relationship of wanting support and needing support from another person, but also being independent enough that you're you're confident. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's just really well done. Love it. We saw Cody's passion. Mm-hmm. We supported it. King. Let's get to Maze. Queen. The final section of the game mm-hmm. is the attic. The attic. And we see Cody now supporting May in her passion. She's reluctant to even say what it was. But yeah. Cody says, you used to sing all the time. Oop. You were a beautiful singer. And I oop. <laughs> oh, why do you say that? And huh? I oop. What is it? Oh, it this this section just kind of hit hard for me because I play as May and I used to sing a lot too. So I definitely like, oof, during this section that they put you through as May, it's very visceral. Mm-hmm. They like make the heartbeat in the controller. Oh. They get the nerves going. The anxiety is there. And I know that feeling because I used to perform. So um, yeah, it uh, definitely hit close to home but it's it's a really fun section and the payoff is great oh it's fantastic we back up a second may is very reluctant to go back to singing yeah 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 because and also another i mean how many stories have this tragic moment in it where someone chooses to give up their passion because there's no money in it yep cody's questioning why did you give it up she said well there i we needed money we needed to yeah. be able to pay for the house, and we need to do this, and singing doesn't pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And again, it's sad. Yep. Because you wish, or at least I wish, I don't know about y'all out there, I feel like our listeners are nice people. I really hope so. Caring people If who, you're mean, stop listening. Who care about <laughs> other people. But you always want to see someone be able to follow their passion mm-hmm. and be happy in life. Yeah. And be able to do what they want with their life. Mm-hmm. And not have to give it up just because, oh. Because life got in the way. Yeah, life got in the way. Or you saw no future in it. Or you really can't make that much money off of it. So you go do something else. Mm-hmm. That's tragic. Yeah. To me. I hate that. Yeah. Very sad. But it comes together in the end. May does some beautiful singing. I think that it's really weird that they didn't do like an actual song. Yeah, let me tell you this. Yeah. When we first played it. I was definitely let down. Yeah, because I wanted her to say words. Because I was ready for like, ooh, what is this song going to be about? She's going to... She's going to break my heart with yeah, these lyrics? We gonna... just got some la-la-las. Right. She just did some vocalizing. Mm. But then she starts floating, which is a very nice moment. And her and Cody come together. And they kiss. Ooh. Ooh. And Dr. Hakeem's in the bag. Mira los hoy. <laughs> Love. Heels all. Yep. Disappears into the ether. And you're left thinking, wow. They're in love, maybe, kind of again. It's back. If if it's not going to work, at least there's some spark back. Yeah. At least that they care for each other. At least there's some tenderness back in their lives. Yeah, at least they're not fucking yelling at each other in front of their house with Rose up in the window. (laughs) Just like, hey, 
She has a British accent. Yeah, she sounds like her mom. Yeah. Mom. Mom. Dad. Dad. Don't get a divorce. <laughs> You're not supposed we, to know about that about yet. To get, we're about to get to Rose. Okay, good. <laughs> You're not supposed to know about that yet, Rose. We're going to tell you about that later tonight. We're going to keep yelling about it and pretend like you don't know anything. So, as we said, Rose, <laughs> she's their daughter. Yeah. And throughout all of Cody and May's adventures, Rose is in the house by herself, essentially. Yeah. And she is having a day. Because when Cody and May got turned into dolls, their bodies are still there. Oh, yeah. They didn't fucking, like... They didn't, like, shrink down. No. They weren't transformed into dolls. No. Just their soul was ripped from their mortal body Mm -hmm. and put into... A wooden doll and a clay doll. Yeah. So May is just like passed out on the couch. Mm-hmm. And then Cody is just Blair witching at his desk. Yeah. He's just like sitting there looking at a computer. Like, like oh. listen to this fucking list of events of what happens with Rose's day. Please. She starts off hearing her fucking parents yell about getting a divorce and saying that they're going to tell Rose that they're getting a divorce. Then at dinner... They tell Rose <laughs> that they're getting a divorce. After and she, that, she immediately is like, okay, can I go to my room? <laughs> okay, I've got some magic to do. <laughs> she dips. She unknowingly turns her parents into dolls. Or at least puts their souls into the doll. Then, as Kayla was saying, she thinks her parents are just ignoring her yeah. and sleeping all day. Mm-hmm. This seemingly goes on. I don't know. How long do you think that all this I was happened? just thinking that. Because, like, in game time, what? This game maybe took, like, mm, second playthrough, maybe six hours to complete? Yeah, yeah. About? Six, seven. A little bit over or under? Um, maybe eight. <sighs> but it God, feels... that is stressful to think that Rose was unattended for eight hours. <laughs> I mean, she's intelligent. Not super. But, like, she's a kid. Like, she didn't burn the house down yeah, she's in that time. She's not five. She's what? She's, like, I would guess seven or eight. Okay. That would be my guess. It's for what seems like at least eight hours. Like yeah. a day. It's like a shift. Rose yeah. put in the longest shift of her life Oh, today. she definitely <laughs> clocked in because she was doing a lot. She was like... I don't know if she was doing a lot. She was, though. She was, she like, was playing. Like, she was, like, contemplating her life and her decisions. Writing a letter. She was playing games. She was blaming herself for her parents' divorce. Oh. Writing a letter. She went and, like, found things that her parents liked. Mm-hmm. Or, like... Hey, Mom, I know you like this song, so here you go. Yep. All right. And then just fucking, like, she just thinks her parents are ignoring her all day. That is so sad. Yeah, because there's, she, earlier in the game, she goes to Cody. He's like, hey, Dad, what's going on? And he just doesn't answer. And she's like, oh, okay, fuck me then. And she's <laughs> like, I guess you're busy. Yeah. Just, Aww. <laughs> oh, Rose. And then, and then May's passed out on the couch. She's like, oh, do you have one of your headaches again? Yeah. I'm sorry, Mom. It's just like, Jesus, Rose, no. Don't take this all on I'm yourself. I'm calling CPS. Mm-hmm. Uh. Hello, CPS. In this video game I'm playing, this child <laughs> is left alone for eight hours. Uh. Not only that, but things around the house start breaking. Yeah. Because. Or they were already broken. Yeah. It's Queen Cutie. Her oh, fucking oh, favorite doll just no. gets ripped apart. 
falls for, off of the top bookshelf for no reason her ears just off her leg is off if i'm rose i'm thinking there's a fucking poltergeist in this yeah. house how on earth did my doll just rip apart yeah and she's like oh no and she cries about it and it's super sad and <sighs> she'll fix her and all that and then near the end things around the house just start getting fixed mm-hmm. like you fix the cuckoo clock that hasn't mm. cuckooed and forever all of a sudden that starts going yeah. the light in the snow globe turns on the snow globe turns on and it it snows inside the snow globe when no one moved it that's wild spooky the garden like flowers start blooming again yeah oh dad's gonna love this that was pretty good that was not a horrible accent that was pretty good he loves gardens that was bad <laughs> <laughs> Her mother's favorite record yeah. starts playing automatically. Mm-hmm. Like, put yourself in this kid's this shoes. This is a horrible day. I would never forget this day this for is, the rest of my life. It's probably the scariest day of her life, I hope. Yeah. I would be like, hey, remember the day that you two were possessed and things around the house just started being super weird? Also, you told me my life was basically ending because you guys were separating? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Poor thing. Poor, Poor thing. thing. And near the end, uh. as I said, Rose blames herself. I mean, it's a classic. As every kid does. It's a classic fucking banger of divorced kids. It's your fucking fault, right? Mm-hmm. She says, oh, I know why my parents aren't happy. I know where they're getting a divorce. It's because I'm a piece of shit. Yep. I'm the <laughs> worst daughter that has ever lived. I'm Timmy Turner. Yep. And I came along and ruined my parents' life. Yep. Hey, Dad, what's that little chest over there? Oh, that's just where I keep my hopes and dreams. Crash. Oops, sorry, Dad. Oh, don't worry about it. My hopes and dreams shattered years ago. How many years ago? How old are you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my Children are a burden. (laughs) I mean, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good Lord, but. Poor thing. Like any good... <laughs> any good child will always blame their their parents' marital issues on themselves. So what does a good child do? Just an old-fashioned runaway. Woohoo! She gets her stick. She mm-hmm. gets her picnic blanket. Mm-hmm. Packs up a sandwich. And a lollipop. She's set for fucking months. Oh, yeah. And she gets her thumb out. And starts a fucking walking. No, she goes to a bus stop. She's not she's, hitchhiking. She's like Sad Hulk at the end of the fucking classic TV mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Which is sad walking, thumb out, and no one's gonna pick me up. No. Man. It's a good thing I got this lollipop. Yay. I'm set for three months at least. Perfect. The glucose in this is gonna keep me going. I really hope so, Rose, because um, you're gonna be hungry in like three more hours. And so. she's ready to start her life anew. This brings us to the end. The end. The end of the game. The end of this story. First, let's say, the game is balanced extremely well. To let the players slash characters each have moments to shine. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we said the garden is May supporting Cody. And the attic... Is Cody supporting May. Mm-hmm. So cute. Cody and May literally bring joy back into their lives. Aww. May gets to rekindle her love of singing. Hooray! And the end is all about bringing their passions back into their individual lives mm-hmm. and their passion 
back into their marriage. Aww, cute. So Rose is at the bus stop, and Cody and May finally get to read the letter she left them. What does it say? It basically says, I know that you guys can be friends again. I just have to leave. (laughs) I love you. Bye. I'm going to hit the bricks. I'm going to go to the bus. I, I know that it's my fault. I'm sorry. It's just, oh my god. Also, don't worry. I do want to say again, I, I have a sandwich. A sandwich. I have a lollipop. And a lollipop. I could essentially subsist on this for a good five years. Oh, yeah. She'll make it to college. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She won't have any money. No, but she'll have food. But she'll have a banger of a fucking college-like entrance report. Oh, my God. Or whatever the hell those Can you called. imagine? That'd be crazy. I ran away from home because my parents were possessed and ignoring me. Also, they were getting a divorce. I, it's definitely my fault. I lived on a sandwich and a lollipop alone. For 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> and now I find myself at Harvard. Wow. Rose could do it. Probably. She's a queen. So Cody and May read the letter, immediately freak out, go back into parent mode, and they book it down to the bus stop, which is only a little way away from their house. The bus stop may as well it's be... like, what, a quarter mile away? At the end of the block. Yeah, it's pretty close to Because they house. get there, I get that there was editing. Feels like they got there in a minute. They were also running. I, I'm just saying. Anyway, they get there, <laughs> and they're like, Rose, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I mean, they don't say that, but they basically say that. And she's like, it's okay. You guys can be happy without me. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. She's like, ah, don't worry about me. Got my lollipop. Yep, I'm fine. Go on back home. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> she's just so like. She's just she's, so nonchalant about it. Yeah, she's nonchalant. Like, and set, Of course I'll get out of the way of you guys. Set that this is her life. She's accepted it. Nah, hey, don't worry about me. Mm-hmm. I'm good right here. Yeah. Ah, I'm good. Anyway, but <laughs> she basically asks the question like, so are you going to be friends again? Or are you going to stay together? And Cody and May come to the conclusion together, like, no matter what, Rose, we're always going to be here for you. It's great. That's as, that's as good of an answer as any kid in that situation could probably ask for. And it's as good of an answer as this game gives us because mm-hmm. they do the classic parent child thing where they all hold hands the kid is in the middle mm-hmm. i'm sure they lifted her up at some point Wee! oh that Super was so fun. fun and they're joking because they find the book by dr hakeem mm-hmm. and ask rose where she got it she's like in the garbage can at school <laughs> <laughs> and they make jokes because they know dr hakeem and it's good to see cody and may having good ba ba and they walk off together and the game ends there. It doesn't give us a concrete, did they work out, yes mm-hmm. or no. Yeah. But we do know that Rose put Dr. Hakeem on the bookshelf. Mm-hmm. Because he did it. He did it. Hey, wait. Mm-hmm. What's up, man? Thank you for coming to my firstborn son's first birthday party. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you coming here. You're a client of mine, but hey, mira, come close. Mm. Don't tell nobody this, Okay. Okay. But you're also me amigo, way. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, hey. Here's the corona. Do you want to line with that? <laughs> Always. Of course you do. Come on, man. <laughs> hey. Do we have Is she here? <laughs> oh, there she is. See? I told you to work out. Oh, my God. Look at that. 
She still got that tattoo of you on her back. Her eyebrows are so thin. I almost <laughs> didn't see them. <laughs> she that liner is so sharp. Did she sharp. lose her? Oh no, there they are. They're her eyebrows. Wow, look at that. Thought she went bald today, but no. Hey man, anyways, <laughs> later tonight when we all black out, I'm gonna remember this moment though. Yep. It's the last thing I'm gonna remember. Perfect. All right, man. I'll see you in therapy tomorrow. Don't be late. <laughs> tomorrow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> They're like still drunk the next day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hey, fool. Where are these therapy sessions? Like in his garage? <laughs> like what? <laughs> you just, I no, pull up to your street. house. They're on the street. You hop in my lowrider. We go for a little drive, you know. They're still drunk. I go on the three wheels, man. Hey, oh, that's, man always, little... that's always pretty fun. Hey. I do like seeing the lowriders jump. That's it's like fun. being on the couch, man, because you're leaning, you know. Jesus Christ. You're kind of back there, hey. <laughs> Uh, yep that's the way we wanted to end that so what do you think let me get the virgo point of view the may may might be a virgo maybe how do you feel about the ending i mean from the first time i played it i was not optimistic about their relationship why because i don't think that it just because you have a good moment doesn't mean that moment lasts it wasn't just a good moment it was a great series of moments i know but that I I don't know. That can push them in the right direction. And a once in a lifetime life changing adventure. <laughs> I love how you're pitching to me like this is a book. It's like, come on, come on, you gotta publish this. Hey, a little elevator pitch, you know? Yep. Hey, can mm-hmm. you give me a couple floors? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I got this idea for a TV series. It's a cholo who's a therapist. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, but the first time I ended this game, I was very much on the side that they were still going to separate Mm, i know you really don't like that answer i'll talk about it in a second okay but i don't think that may is willing to compromise enough to make it work okay because she is so work driven Uh she is such a woman in stem oh girl boss it is such a part of her identity yeah. And something she relies on so much. I think it would take a lot of effort for her to compromise that. Yeah. Not to mention the financial pressure of that is a huge burden. Sure. So unless Cody... I mean, Rose is getting older now. He doesn't have to work from home because she's in school. He could go be a florist. He could... Yeah. Or a Or he could work on a farm or something like that. Um, yeah. He could... Yeah. That would be awesome. I think that them both working or at least may taking less time at work would solve the problem but if nothing changes and they've just had the experience i don't think they'll last okay i'm sorry that's That's the pessimist realist view that i take on this oh realist wow well yeah i mean let's get the fake view huh yeah this is yours get the guy who's wrong yep this is him here he is passing the mic to you eddie I'm getting a cramp in my fucking thigh. Charlie Horse. Now it's in my hip. Oh my god. Are you 96 years old? I'm getting there. Uh-oh. Anyway. Listen, I'm a fucking romantic. I know. All my life, legitimately all my life, even when I was a kid, I fucking loved, like, love stories. And I'll be honest, something that I really fucking hate in this life is when people miss the opportunity to be in love Mm. and to like be with the one they love Mm -hmm. 
there's so many stories i'm sure you've you could think of a ton i'm not gonna think of them for you but there's so many love stories where it ends with two people just missing each other Mm -hmm. like they're so in love with each other but someone has to move to another country or someone has to more classically go get married to someone else or Or dies or someone dies (laughs) and it's just sorry i don't know it came in hard it fucking breaks my heart because i'm like god damn it they deserve to be happy Mm -hmm. so to me the idea of them not working out fucking sucks Mm -hmm. and i hate that they would go through all this and learn how to support each other and i get that that's the message because the message at the end is they're going to be there for rose no matter what Mm -hmm. and that's what's most important and it is but also in my heart i'm like Look at them joking at the end. Yeah. Look at them being there for Rose and look at them having this bond and this fucking adventure together. Like, it's going to work out because now they know that they want it to work out. Yeah, I can definitely see that that trajectory as well. I think it's just, I think that this was kind of like a metamorphosis of their relationship because I think what was happening a lot was a lot of un unvoiced resentment oh yeah and not for each other necessarily but their circumstance yeah I mean, and how life got in their way mm-hmm. and it's just very fucking sad mm-hmm. and i don't like it yeah so i think they work out in my heart i choose that it works okay i'm happy for you thank you mm-hmm. let's get to our final section because hey their relationship may not be defined but we're about to define our relationship with this game that was a great transition and i'm very proud of you well done i really liked that good job thank you you can retire off of that one dear (laughs) get out of the room (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) thank god we got rid of him oh hey welcome back hey what's going on how's it uh do y'all pay for this job right now Yes, the position's still open. All right, cool. Because, hey, I, n- <laughs> I never really put my two weeks in, all right? Okay. That's cool. not on file. That's not on paper. All right, come on back. All right, perfect. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to take my 15. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to define our relationship now. Would you like me to start? Yeah. Okay. I can easily say that It Takes Two is my favorite video game I've ever played. Oh, warranted that's not saying a huge lot but sample size is small sample size is like six it would not pass a collegiate level study oh no 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 however it's true i really really enjoyed this game i will probably continue to enjoy it as i play it over and over again with eddie it's a great game it captures a lot of the things that I understand to be integral to the video game experience, but it it's it does such a good job of incentivizing and rewarding and just overall giving you a great experience while also telling a really beautiful and moving story. I I would a story that I would argue is universal. So it's just it's an amazing game. I look forward to playing it again. I am completely show dependent on it. Um, I would say that this this game definitely 
changed my level of respect and understanding for video games as a genre as a whole. Oh, okay. And um, for anybody that may be hesitant to play games or, you know, has maybe never experienced co-op games before, I would highly, highly recommend this as your jumping off point because I don't think it gets much better than this. No, I absolutely agree with that sentiment. I think if for whatever reason you have someone in your life that you really want to get into video games or at least play one or two video games with this is the game to do it Mm -hmm. i can just start off by saying yes i am fully show dependent on this game i am in love with this game i love everything that it does i love its design the only bad part (laughs) is that it ends am i right (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay Oh, you fucking suck. No. <laughs> Not what it's going for. I agree. I know. But it really is. You you want more. You want to play it forever. I want more. I want to see another one. I want bonus levels. I want DLC. Oh, oh DLC? Mm-hmm. Fuck. It takes three. That sounds really hard. <gasps> Little Rose? It happens again, but Rose is older? Yeah. Aw, that's cute. That'd be great. Anyways, perfect game to get people into games. To be the first little uh dipping of the toe into the vast fucking ocean planet that yeah, is video games. Yeah, it starts off as dipping your toe and then they just push you from behind. Uh-huh. And you're like, this is video games. You're like, Jesus Christ. Okay. Let me tell you <laughs> this, though. As I've said many a time in this episode, I'm 31 years old. I've been a quote-unquote gamer my entire life. Gamer boy. I love video games. And out of all the video games I've played in my 31 years, this is definitely one of my favorite games I have ever played. It is so refreshing. Every level is unique. Every gameplay element is executed perfectly. It is so much fun on every level. (laughs) This game is just, at the end of the, wow, at the end of the D. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the day, man. (laughs) You got Jamaican for a second. (laughs) At the end of the day, why do I love video games? It's because they're just fun. They're fun for me, and I enjoy the way that they make me lose myself in the world and just be able to have a good time. And this game is just, while telling a beautiful and at times very sad story, It is a fun game to play, and it's especially fun to play with a significant other. Cute. Or a great friend, or probably, you know, I don't know, anyone. Anyone you want to play with, it's just fun. It's great. So we'll end it at that. And we cannot wait for the next game that Yosef comes up with, because A Way Out and It Takes Two are just back-to-back bangers. He's like the creator I want to like do the... The European kiss too, where you go cheek, cheek, cheek. It's <laughs> hey, like you. Thank you, brilliant. man. Man, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's just great. Can't wait to have another co-op game. Mm-hmm. Thank yous, guys. Thanks, yous, guys. <laughs> hey, thank yous, guys. Hey, we're just doing the accents today, I guess. Mm-hmm. What accent is that? Hey, you guys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Was that like New York? I don't I know. I've never been an, to the East Coast. I think Coast. that's an SNL skit. Hey, you guys. I don't know. Keep going. My shoulders are going up and down a lot. I don't know if you can hear <laughs> that in my voice. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please follow, download, and spread the word. Tell your great aunt, your 
neighbor down the street. Your cholo therapist. Maybe a guy at the bus stop. Tell them about our show. And yeah. tell them that you can find Show Dependent on Apple Pods, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also let them know, and think about it yourself, that they and you can follow the Show Dependent podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, at SHO Dependent Pod. Once again, that is SHO Dependent Pod. If you want to follow us, you can follow myself on Twitter, on Twitch, at Victor V. Sweet. As a matter of fact, if you want to see us play this game, the replay is on Twitch right now. At Victor V. Sweet. And my other half, my gorgeous, beautifully voiced <laughs> Me? singing partner. Oh, thank you. Kayla, where can you be found on the internets? You can find me. <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> I'm dead. You can find me on the back of a bullfrog. <laughs> okay. Just hopping around from lily pad to lily pad. <laughs> you can also find me on Twitter at DJ Vitch. <laughs> Just what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I'm dying. How did she get so small? I'm delirious. Oh, I was imagining a giant bullfrog. Oh, and giant lily pads? Yeah. Terrifying. Like the size of a car? Yeah. Wow. Before we leave, we do a teaser. That's the word I was not being able to find. There you go. On our next episode. Oh my goodness. Do we have a doozy for all of you? It's been a long time coming. Something we've talked about pretty much since we started the podcast. Yeah, from the beginning. But we are about to have our very first guest wow! on Show Dependent. Our first guest is a great friend of ours and a friend who has been so supportive of the podcast we could not think of anyone else we would rather have be our first guest he is a man that loves selena so as you can imagine there's more mexican accents to come <laughs> as we will be talking about the film selena starring jennifer lopez it's time to talk about the queen of tejano music and get to the root of why our buddy loves the icon that is Selena. Very nice. Thank you. It seems only fitting that we get a quote from our love doctor, that is Dr. Hakeem. You weren't born to be perfect. You were born to be you. Be you. Be you. you.